chit chat with Chittister MD. Chit chat with Chitty Chittister MD. Specialized in right. hand anesthetic surgery. Kick start my day. Grab some Thai food on the way. Call you guys, welcome surgery. back to Chit Chat with Chitty MD. I'm Jerry Chittister MD. This is Mindy Chittister, my wife. Welcome back. Glad to be. Oh. You got a mic? I forgot how to do this. We, we took oh my a break goodness. and I can't remember what to do. You were, yeah, yeah. It's Glad been a to while. Be back. And then obviously Ron Nichols, our producer of Chit Chow Chitty MD. Hello, hello. So it's, it's good to be back. You've been fiending for this, dude. Oh, you have <laughs> to. I know, I have to. It's actually been a welcome break because I like, even, even had today. a lot going on. Well, right even today, time. like with Thanksgiving tomorrow, it's like. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's true. like even when we took a break and now getting back, it still is like we're jamming it into all the holidays or whatever. So, it's but crazy. it's okay. It's, but someone tends to forget that other people have busy lives outside of his own. I told him, no, I What's, told him, I said, your, your schedule is my schedule. So I, I well, can't blame it. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of like Tayden when he was in preschool, he would go, I would drop him off at preschool and I would go grocery shopping while he was gone. And then take all the groceries home, then go back and pick him up. And he would come home and he would be like, whoa, where, where did these bananas come from? Like life without him didn't exist. He gets it from his daddy. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty busy myself. Let's just say that. But you, I know you are. You're very busy, but you forget that Ron hosts Thanksgiving dinner for lots of people. That's true. Oh, I got that under control. Yeah, you just you just hosted Friendsgiving. Hey, that's saying something over there. This card is full. Ah, man. Okay, okay. what are we talking about? So, sorry, the camera um, died. Or it ran out of space. So Mindy was saying that uh, Tayden gets his uh, banana theory from you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> dude, life I know. Outside of... I, I recognize Ron is, a, is busy as well. I but just not, recognize. Because, oh, we had Friendsgiving at your house. Yeah. It was that last Saturday. Yeah. Okay, and then I you... did tell him though. I said, I said, your schedule is my schedule. So, like, <laughs> he is no worries. <laughs> Tiffany didn't know that I was coming over at 9 30 at night, but you know, <laughs> she's like, uh, wait, wait, what? Where are you going? She knows. Great kids are in bed, though. She knows. Yeah, well, no, oh. but I prepared them for bed before I left. Oh, no, so. well, that was nice. Yeah, you're responsible, Dad. But the hard part I left her for, which is actually getting Tice to bed. Hmm. Um, oh, what I was gonna say is, yeah, thank you the other way, the other night, by the way, for um, cursing me, you and Chris. I'm okay. You know so I'm very you know superstitious. Uh, I looked at your Instagram, and your Insta, your own Instagram cursed you because you had said what? you had said something about hopefully I'm I'm sitting here doing this while ho I'm doing TikToks while hopefully I don't get called in or something. So. You know, no, you, you did that TikTok, well. I was already in there. Are you talking about the one I was sitting in the hospital? No, you were at home. You were sitting at your chair here Saturday. Was this before your thing? Before, before yeah. Friendsgiving. Well, anyway, Ron comes up to me. He's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you haven't been called in. I was like, no, Ron, don't say that. I'm looking for <laughs> woods to knock on. I'm so superstitious when it comes to being on call. Like if anybody, like my dad one day said the same thing. Oh, I'm just, have you been called in today? I'm like, nah, don't even talk about it. It puts a bad juju <laughs> into the universe. And then, okay, so Ron said that. And then within about 10 minutes later, Chris said the same thing. And I was like, oh, and then guess what? Within another 10 minutes, I got two phone calls back to back. I had to go in. I was there the rest of the night. 
Yeah, but yeah, at least you got to you. enjoy all of Friendsgiving, though. So that's true. It always it, it works out a lot of times like that. I'll I was honestly surprised. I my night, I'm I just jacked. I just really expected only Mindy to show up <laughs> because I figured you would have been called in before it even started. Especially when you text me like a half hour before, like, what time does things start? I was like, <laughs> oh, does that mean he's on call right now? Like, he has Where something. Was, that? was that the hospital? I think no, I was. You guys were like at Harmon's or something or right yeah. before that. You had a quiet afternoon. Well, I'm not on call again for another week or so. But, dude, I got destroyed. So I was at my boards. Um, and so I, I pretty much all of November, the first half of November and last part of October, I had put my call schedule so that I was on call after my boards. So that kind of squished it out because there's a holiday and I'm not on for Thanksgiving. I was on for Labor Day. So it only left a few days and I had signed up for like three or four calls. So I just, I just got slammed. And November is like so busy. You guys need to take care of yourselves. Like stop hurting yourselves with turkeys and <laughs> letting, you know, animals bite you and weird stuff, getting infections. Take care of yourself. So they really just need to watch uh, KSL and, and learn all the safety yeah, tips. Yeah, like you guys, I go on there. Snowblowers. Studio Turkeys, five. avocados, Brooke Walker. Yeah, all these, you know, kind of common sense tips that, well, I mean, so not that I know how to carve a turkey, but <laughs> when we were, to help out. Well, when we were at Friendsgiving, I was carving the turkey and you were right there, and the whole time I just kept thinking, he's watching every cut I make to see whether I'm doing it safely. I was, I felt so, so judged by cutting the turkey, even though, like, you know. No, it was great. You did, you great, did a man. great job. <laughs> No, but I was just no, like, this is this is the moment I'm gonna cut myself. Knife. I was like, oh, he's got a sharp knife. That's good. Yeah, because everything stems from a dull knife. Yeah, but it's still sharp enough to cut you. So don't kill those things, you. Um, but yeah, dull knife. You know, you think it's dull. Well, it's still sharp, and then it slides through the turkey meat, slips off, and cuts your hand. Usually, gets a nerve or a tendon. I've cut my fingers plenty of times. Not doing safety tips, but I was like extra mindful of it while you were standing there. Because I'm like, while he, he was just, standing there he and just, on call. Yeah, and he just did the KSL spot. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, he's watching me to see if I paid attention to his okay, KSL spot. What's funny about the KSL spot though, he bought a knife that morning and oh, he gosh. had never used it. He hated it. it. He's like, it was not sharp. It yeah, was I bought the it worst at Walmart example. as like a Faberware, Faberware. But I was still, like, oh, it was sharp. a brand new knife. It, it should was be. literally brand new. Yeah. I mean, it was like right out of the package. <laughs> but the electric, do you have you used an electric have knives, knife? Though I don't know why you didn't just use one thought, of our knives. I thought a new knife would be sharp on TV. It was like a butter knife, and it said on it, "Cut like meat." Oh, perfect. And then Brooke Walker had like a cough attack. So between that. You using uh, the dull knife? It was not the hurt. most no. successful. Yeah, go check it out. It's kind of co it's kind of comedic, actually. Go, it's kind <laughs> of a comedy spot. On uh, <laughs> I have to put this towards you. Oh, it keeps turning. I keep turning it. I think it's spinning my hand. Anyway, so yeah, let's talk about uh, my boards as much as I can. So I'm anxious because I'm, you know, it's six weeks from the time I took my oral boards in Phoenix until I hear back right around Christmas time. So that's gonna be either the worst thing in the world or the best news. But I'm just anxious. It's gonna be waiting. great. Going to be awesome news, but but you'll get anxiety as the closer it gets mm -hmm. to Christmas that you have. I'm heard. like in a safety zone right now, you know. It's like like you, you know, know there's no results yet, but yeah. come December uh, 10th, uh, you're going to start thinking, okay, any day now, any yeah, day, any day. I bet you it's going to be like it's going to be a 15 day 15 22nd. day period that you have your anxiety level increases. 
Yeah, it's like um, I you think know, it'll be like I'm gonna guess like the 18th. Well, worst case scenario is uh, you could always go be a greeter at Walmart. So <laughs> it's true. It's not worst case. I mean, well, <laughs> I mean that's not bad. I guess at least interact from where with you people. are. That's worst case. I can interact with people. You know, yeah. that's fine. What would be worst case for you? <laughs> for me? Yeah. Job wise. Doing something that I'm all alone, and so I don't get don't get interact interact with people. You could be a pathologist. Yeah, I don't like to interact with. You know, shit. actually, this reminds me. I I had been That'd wondering. Be <clears throat> I'd been wondering if no offense, pathologist. If uh, if you could have any other job besides uh-huh. in the medical field, what what would you have done, or like what would you want to do? My answer. Sure. My guess is that. His other dream career would be an astronaut. I applied one time. And yeah. mm-hmm. Or his fallback to that would be architect. But his yeah, mom wanted like him to be a patent lawyer. Yeah, my mom was chewing through all these things. She's like, <laughs> oh, you should do this. I know a guy that does this, you know, and then this, this, and this. Were, were any of those, or even, even your decision to go the medical route, were any of those driven in part by... Uh, like the financial security, those type of prestige pr- positions demand, or was it purely a love of that? I think it's what I want to do because I, I think people think that plastic surgery they make all this money and stuff, and yeah, I mean, because there's potential there. Well, but you have to think of your in general make money. Yeah, but yeah, you have to take into consideration the because there's um opportunity costs, right? So when I got out of college, if I, let's say I would have started a business, like my, like I start making money then, right? Money is worth more, you know, 15 years ago than it is right. now. And I wasn't making any money for 15 years. So the money I could have made, even maybe it would have been a little, maybe it would have been less in the beginning. Maybe not. I don't know. It would be worth more over time. Well, and, and I don't I, even then I go mean... into debt too. So, I mean, I, well, I mean, yeah. I so when you, I don't even mean is... specifics like that. I just mean like when you're young, like yeah. even when oh, I was yeah. young, you know, you're like, oh, yeah. or like you play the game of life, right? Yeah. You always want to get that hundred thousand oh, yeah. dollar job, right? Always want right? to be the doctor or the and lawyer. And it's not necessarily <laughs> because you're greedy. You just know, like, yeah. why wouldn't I want to pick the best financially viable yeah, job, yeah. right? Yeah. For yourself. So it's your not family, necessarily like, future. you know. I mean, I'm sure that was part of it at some point in high school. But I think the more I got into it, I realized it wasn't as glorious as it sounded. Yeah. But yeah, I mean. I mean, that's why I was like, you know, do patent law. It's like, like you know, I know someone that does and that, and he makes there. great money. You know, so yeah, he does. Well, and he I would does well. any lawyers, right? Like when stressful. I was when I was young, I wanted to be uh, an environmentalist and a lawyer. I don't know why. Environmentalist <laughs> just, lawyer. Well, yeah, like I didn't even know that was an option though. Like I just knew I wanted to do both. Uh, yeah, and I wanted to buy a castle in New Zealand. Oh, of course. Why? I don't know. That's I'm eight years old. What do I even know about New Zealand? Like, this is before <laughs> Lord of the Rings happened. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, but, you know, like, it just seemed like, you know, that seems like a great idea. And part of that, though, was money. I was like, oh, I know lawyers make good money, so I should do that. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that's good. I, I haven't thought of that in a while. I just know that I, was I owe a lot old. of money to a lot of people. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what I know right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so for my boards, um, just so you guys know the logistics of this, you know, some people have asked me about it. So 
And I didn't say that lightly. I'm not like some of those influencers. It's like, oh, I got a lot of questions. And just like no one really asks. They just are like pretending and then they tell you. Oh, I got a lot of questions about this. And you know, have you heard that? You're saying like people, you you're saying anyway, like some people have actually asked me like, you know, about the oral boards, like, what does that even mean? So I'm just saying, I don't think anybody would have thought <laughs> that you were faking just, being asked about that until you brought it up. Right. And now it's like, you're now trying to like, cover for the fact that you were no, I just faking <laughs> that. No, because I said up. that and it maybe I saw like a meme or something talking about that. It was just funny. Anyway, see. <laughs> So my brain, like, my brain's kind of funny because I'll be talking, like, it's like how I write, too. Like, when I write, my ri- I think my handwriting is terrible because my brain is, like, already, like, it's moved on. Like, by the time I'm writing what I can write with my hand, like, my brain's doing something else. So even when I'm talking right now, my brain's, like, thinking of other things, you know? It's, like, it's already moved on to the next, <laughs> the next idea. It's um, an autopilot. It, it's Your mouth of, is an autopilot. Yeah, and my brain is... Exactly. <laughs> so when thinking. i'm in clinic so i think we we talked about this yeah yeah, no because we talked about this on our podcast when i got roasted by our medical yeah. assistants the ones that still work there um they don't work there but um remember we were talking about this so they come up to me and like i you know five people come up to me when i come out of a room and i'll hear like five things so you are like the french ray and they are the seagulls <laughs> or oh, we oh. me myself included true. yeah wait well Oh, like swarm. fighting over the French fry, you're saying? Yeah. Okay. I was they like, swarm. wait, I don't like know they, this they analogy. They see a French fry and they just like, whoosh. Yeah. But like, they'll be like, they'll each say something and I'll be like writing something or signing mm-hmm. something. And I like hear it and I like park okay. it in my brain. First of all, he's usually not writing or signing something. He's usually doing Okay, this. I'm on my phone. But. That's the virtual writing or right. signing That's something. That's true. Though. Yeah. So then I'm answering Instagram questions and I'm hearing <laughs> stuff from. Employees, but I, I, I imagine like this cue, and like I can remember everything that they've said. He does, he remembers. And it'll be like, but it's to me, it's like present. But then when I respond, they're like gone. I'll like respond, and they've already moved on. They're like, like, what? Yeah. Oh, that was what you asked me like, you know, three minutes ago. Yeah. She's like, I've asked you three <laughs> questions since then. So it just gets parked. Anyway, okay. So back to what I was talking about the boards. <laughs> it's not my brain. Squirrel. I still know. I know what we're talking about. No, I just yeah, came yeah. back. So it was three, it's an oral board. So I had my written boards for plastic surgery um, the fall after I graduated residency. Yeah, back in plastic residency. Yeah. So, you know, the whole boards process started. And we talked about this, I think, on our podcast, we, you and I yeah. did. We kind of talked about how that works. So we you go back uh, and theorized what it would be like because you didn't know for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I did the written part. I passed that. I became board eligible. So I'm board eligible for, I think, eight years. And I can... Which means that if I had to take the test like eight different times, if I didn't pass, then that's, you know, that's possible. Unlikely, but possible, I guess. But then, so the oral boards was essentially like a three-day extravaganza. Not in the good way, though, right? Yeah, kind of in a weird way. But I showed up there on a, did I go out there on Tuesday or Wednesday? Wednesday. Um, you left on Wednesday Tuesday. Morning. I thought you left no, Tuesday night. No, I, I'm pretty No, sure. Wednesday morning at... Like 11 a.m. Because, yeah. So I got there at about yeah. 2 oh. p.m. in Phoenix at this place called um, Tapatio. It's in Phoenix. It's uh, no Point Hilton Tapatio. No one cares what you say. Well, no, I'm telling you this because. Yeah, maybe no, there's someone that's in Tapatio right now. They're maybe. like, hey, I know like, that. Oh, so let hey, me tell you I'm about here. Tapatio. So, you know, if you look on the, the website stuff, it looks super nice. And they have like a ton of pools. I mean, I didn't go in the pools. I was too nervous, you know. But, um, ton of pools but you get there and you're like mm, this place is like 40 years old you know or 30 years old and you're kind of like so is it kind of supposed to be like a nice. resort 
Yeah, it's like a resort. Yeah, really your nice. room was it's nice. Huge. The room was nice, but like the colors are like this is like yellow stucco from like the nineteen eighties, you know. So it was this weird like vibe. I don't know. And the pool outside of my window, I have video of it. I could <laughs> show it to you. It was just empty. It was like just like crusty cement. Yeah. So the one pool next to me was just not there, but the other ones looked really nice. I just didn't go. Just your pool set. So yeah, but the rooms were nice. And um, so I got there Wednesday afternoon, and I didn't have anything until Thursday evening. So it was pretty much was Thursday evening. There was a mandatory like meeting to kind of tell everybody how it worked. And then on the thing, it said you have to be available by phone until 9 p.m. tonight in case there are any last minute changes. I'm, I'm presuming that was more of like if they had to change your time or something mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Maybe someone couldn't show up, like an examiner or someone got sick. Super rare, they said. I didn't get any calls. I mean, I didn't answer my phone. Maybe they called. I don't know. Anyway, so Thursday night I had that meeting. But, you know, you can imagine. So Wednesday all day, night, and then Thursday I'm pre- all day. Like, I'm pretty much there. And a bunch of my other friends I had studied with, you know, online. And we did, like, these FaceTime things together. Like, we're all just stressed out, you know? Mm-hmm. I kind of called it, like, purgatory, you know? It's like, you're there. You're, like, in this limbo state. You're just kind of waiting for stuff to happen and nothing's going on. That Beetlejuice room. Dude, it yeah. was, remember, remember yeah. Beetlejuice? He was in that waiting room. room. Yeah, that's all it was, dude. It was exactly. And he's got 9,999,000 or whatever. Yeah. Right? Not, yeah. And they're on number three. That's what it felt like. <laughs> and then, you know, so, and I can't go on, I, I can't tell you about the exact exam, but just the structure of it is that there were three 45-minute sessions. So, and that was over a Friday and a Saturday. So I literally only spent actual, like, active, like, oral examination time of about whatever two hours and 15 minutes or something like i mean not a lot of time for you know for how all, much time for thursday you had to night be there. all of friday all saturday yeah so i mean that's the other thing too it's like i would just love to be able to just do it at one time be done yeah you know instead of like oh my gosh like i have a session this morning i gotta wait till this afternoon and then tomorrow you know did they did they do that because there's so many people yeah, they had to do I, it for i think so i mean they do a pretty amazing job for how I think there's 180 people this year. Oh, wow. Which normally is like 220. So there's a lot fewer this year anyway. But um, yeah, I mean, you have to coordinate. So think about this all the people there that are testing are board certified plastic surgeons. And there's two of them in each room. And there's a ton of rooms because there's, you know, all they were these in candidates. hotel rooms. Yeah, mm, hotel rooms. So, so not, it up. wasn't the same people no. judging every applicant. No, because oh, those, the people that like um, kind of, graded me or asked me about my cases my five they had to read them in advance they had a ton of questions i was just me. thinking i was like how so would like knew. a panel of judges know yeah. 180 oh, yeah. different no. people's cases so yeah i think they had to you know they had their own assigned people but i mean these people volunteer their time like they don't get paid they came they out don't? there no i didn't know that i know but it's they, pretty but it's got to have a lot of prestige though to be like on yeah. that board but you spend a lot of money to take the boards so i just assumed that they got no. some sort of compensation no, they don't yeah but they, oh. i mean that no. that covers a lot of amazing. like the overhead of the travel and whatnot, well, and one so. of his um attendings from loma linda was there but they examiner. are not allowed to be one of your examiners. Yeah, they. If you know them or have a, a relationship, you know, they give me a list of every physician that was there testing us, every plastic surgeon, I should say. And yeah, I had to cross off several people that you know I knew either personally or have worked with professionally, and they just don't want any conflicts. You know, like either favoritism right. or the opposite. Makes they may sense. be like, "Oh, this guy, I hate this guy." You know. So that's nice, and they really try to keep it very fair. I mean, at least from my perspective, when I left, I mean, yeah, it was hard. It was really hard. Because, you know, they give me, so the first session, one of the mornings, it's like five, five cases. 
five unknown cases. They just give you a photo. They give you a scenario and they say, okay, what do you do? How do you treat this? How do you manage this patient? How do you work them up? What if this happens? What if this happens? What if this fails? What if this, you know, and they give you all these scenarios and you just, and it's like rapid fire. I had to go through five cases in 45 minutes. But they were your and cases, so, though, right? You no, know, no, 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 these are random the cases. Other five unknowns. Oh, okay. They unknowns just throw cases at it you. It could be anything. Wow. I mean, head okay. to toe, any plastic surgery case, everything from cleft lip palate to, you know, syndactylies to whatever it is, you know, pediatric, adult, burn. I mean, it could be anything. Um, and I have to know how to treat it, answer it. You know, even if I don't do it in my daily practice, because there's so many aspects of plastic surgery, I just have to know how to do it all still, though, you know, because it's part of my training. And I learned, and I've done, I've done it. It's just I don't actively do some of those things right now. But that's like every plastic surgeon. I mean, we don't, we don't always do everything. Right. But we can. Um, and so that was the first. And then the next session I had was the same day. I had, a, I had actually a pretty good schedule. I like the schedule yeah, I had. Because mine were um, like at the very start times of both days, like for the morning sessions, the unknowns, and the afternoon was the knowns, meaning my cases, the five cases. And then... I had that and then the next day Saturday morning I had a very early session so I could have after I was done I could have left but that evening they had a reception where all the testers and all the exam those examiners examinees could have kind of meet and you know at that point like you know it's done so like they've already scored and done it so right. it's not like you could influence them have them go back and change it but it was nice I you know I talked to a couple of the examiners and they were they're just really nice I mean they're like normal people but they have to kind of put on this you know persona like um, very flat out. Right. They can't. They can't display to you that they either approve or disapprove of what you're doing. They keep it. Keep it very objective. You know, which I appreciate. And again, like I said, I felt I left there. It was hard, but it felt fair to me. What was the third session? Was it more of another your cases? more unknown? More no. unknown. So unknown. Ten, I think I it was five or six. Now I'm honestly. I think, I think it, was, it was ten I total was, unknowns. I think it was. Oh yeah, five and five. Uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so it was another session of unknowns. So, so uh, that's because I, I guess uh, going into it, I thought it was just going to be about your cases. So, no, it's kind of crazy that you did more unknowns than yeah, other of specialties your own. like orthopedic surgery, for example, for their oral boards. Because not every specialty does oral boards anymore, or if they do, a lot of like general surgery and even anesthesia, it's um, well, orthopedics does all your own cases, but they only do your cases. I think they maybe do like eight or 10 or something. So it's like 10 cases, but only yours. So you know your cases. And it's only in the area of ortho that you practice. So like if oh. I'm an orthopedic hand surgeon, even though I train in general ortho as well, they only test you on your hand cases. Hmm. If you're a joint surgeon or a spine surgeon, that's all you get tested on. You know, just your, oh. those cases. So that's, I think that's interesting. You know, it's another way do to do it. Do you think it's because when they specialize in something, it that's pretty much all they do or do is the joint specialist also just taking around like generic I mean, I mean, ortho might, yeah i mean it might be because like even for me like i take facial trauma general plastics and hand you know mm -hmm. and I, I mean i do it all still but like i mean i specialize or i focus on hand and cosmetic i mean right now my private practice but yeah i'm sure some people take general ortho call like i know it's hand surgeons that do general ortho call and that's why some you know some of these departments and hospitals don't like to have a plastic surgeon, even if they're ortho hand trained like me, like I did ortho upper extremity and everything for my fellowship, but they want someone in their group that can take general ortho. Um, so they don't want a plastic surgeon because I can't take their call yeah. like if they need to trade, right? That so the hand sense. call I'm on right now, it actually is with orthopedic hand surgeons and plastic surgeons as well. Um, and so we do kind of trade back and forth, but it's just hand, strictly hand. Gotcha. Was there... 
anything in that pro in the you know three sessions that just caught you off guard that you're like oh i or or did you feel pretty prepared for everything they threw at you i mean it's again i can't tell the details of the cases but there were three cases that i personally have done on my own like recently whether I did it right or not, I don't know. But at least it gave you some foundation. Like, oh yeah, I recognize this because I but literally just did something like this. The cases that you did do, though, you didn't have negative outcomes. So I would assume. Yeah, I mean, there are, there's there's complications and things, but they all yeah. I mean, they're fine. Again, and I just meant more in general, like the way the way they maybe asked you about something, not even case specific, but just like their approach um, or demeanor i know you said their was demeanor was pretty things. straightforward yeah there was a few things you were like oh i didn't know they were gonna go there or like ask me so many of questions about that yeah yeah i mean i felt pretty prepared you know i think and i had a great advice from um other plastic surgery colleagues who had taken it, it before me and they gave me advice on how to study and i think really we had a study group of like seven of us or something. It was awesome. I mean, we we tried to do it every Sunday and then every Tuesday, Wednesday. I couldn't make it a lot of things, a lot of times, but for the most part, I would at least once a week. Um, you, but that was awesome. You guys have like some kind of a celebration plan of all of you passed? Not yet, but we still chat all the time because we have our group chat. And so, yeah, that's kind of cool. Some of them are from something. like East they're Coast. From, yeah, they're from some all are over from the, the US. South, some are from California. Yeah, so we're kind of all over. It's interesting how we all got together, but I mean, it's it's crazy. You kind of bond, you know, like meet in Chicago where it all started for you. Yeah, and probably at one of the <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of the meetings, we'll probably all meet up, you know, at one of the plastics meetings. But that's cool. I'm really grateful for them. Like they a lot were of them went helpful. to like a nice dinner after. Yeah, did most yeah, of we your did. Study we went out. Go? We had to go out quite a bit. Yeah, well, every night we'd go out, and that was one of the advice things I got is like get your mind off of this. Go out, and eat, eat something good. You know, every night because you know that session is done. What's done is done, and same with his boards. Like, yeah, don't like. You know, I did in the end. I feel like I did my best for the situation I was in and what's been going on with with our practice and everything. It was. It's probably one of the most stressful times of my life ever. But at the same time, it's like got through it. You know, it's it's kind of crazy how. You know, I'm not going into details, but like, you know, what you're capable of going through you know like you, you really think you're you don't know how strong you're not gonna you are handle, yeah you you're like you're like that mom who sees their kid trapped under the car and you just get that brute strength just to lift, lift the car up, up. Yeah. that's, that's what this like. was that's the board was yeah, i felt like up. i had a diesel truck on my on my thigh <laughs> that now just, only that one is. of the tires is there yeah yeah but no it's good so we'll see i don't know it's like six weeks and you know like i said i could get a big lump of coal an answer that I have to retake it but you know I'll do it I again I'm doing this because I want to you know prove to my patients or at least be you know it's kind of like a badge of saying like you know I did my best to be a safe plastic surgeon and ethical and all that stuff so that's that's my goal um, I mean yeah some people have to retake it you know so I'm but I'm willing to do that if I have is to. it electronic results or mail physical no, mail? They email us so we'll see but yeah Let's talk about something else because now I'm not going to sleep tonight. Maybe it'll no, be carolers. <laughs> They'll come caroling to your door. Well, if you're not going to sleep, we could talk about those ghosts again. Okay. Let's talk about some ghost stories. Now we'll keep going for another All right. 30. So I've been talking about this for a while. I really want to talk about some ghost stories. It's like one of my favorite topics. Um, so I think we should talk. I want to talk about some stories and have people send in some of their experiences. I only have one. Um, and it I don't but even you have know. have one. I only... I, so I don't even... First so, off, do you believe in like ghosts, oh, yeah. spirits, 
something we things we can't see but interact sure. with us okay um well what's funny is when you were talking about it on ig last mm-hmm. week or whenever mm-hmm. and mindy brought up old bingham that was one of that's the one oh, thing i can really remember Ooh, I'm because and i think i was with chris and matt or one of them i don't rem- i think it was i think it was matt was there and chris might have been as well and These we're some, some high school friends by the we, way some girls that they knew we went out to old bingham while it was still there and we were just hanging out on the front lawn and this is like at midnight and this is in copperton which is like tiny tiny little tiny, town just so far west it's got to be nothing but 80 year olds who live there <laughs> and so there was nobody out on the streets and the school has been closed for decades now and we had all heard these stories about crazy things that happened there so we wanted to go check it out so we're just hanging out in the front we're like laying down i was laying down on the ground and it was like a hill leading up towards the school and my head was on the downward side of that hill so i'm like facing up towards the school mm-hmm. all of a sudden i seen something in the window oh, and i literally on, jumped dude. i literally jumped off the ground like that like i used like my vertical, i like used my horizontal. butt to jump yeah i used my butt to jump in the air <laughs> and i don't it could have just been like i was so anxiety so much you know adrenaline from thinking we might see something but <laughs> like what, what do you something. what did it look like like what like do you a, think like you a see? person like, it just looked like a person, like, staring out at us. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I got the chills just saying it, too. Like, and it was just like, you know, because we heard that supposedly the auditorium was, like, covered in blood and all these yeah. killings happened there. And, you know, I'm sure it's all nonsense, but. <laughs> killings was, at Old Like, Bingham everybody High. had hold, heard about Old Bingham. And it was because of, like, the old mining industry or something they had there. But. Yeah. You're looking it up? This. Did, no, you never went out there, did you? No. I'm not that weird. No, I'm just kidding. I was too scared. <laughs> well, me and Ron. I was too scared. We're weird. We like So, it. like, for... Yeah, that's, that's pretty creepy. And I wonder... I think sometimes our brain can play tricks on us, right? Our mind yeah. and things, too. And, but I really think... And I'm not saying yours did, I'm but I'm just saying... It. You're right. It's, I, I think we can kind of reason sometimes and be did. like, okay, well, maybe my mind did. Maybe it didn't. But we can try to reason ourselves so that it, we can sleep at night, right? Right. So I mean, dude, I would. I wish it was true. I would believe it. I probably, I probably like it was probably all in my mind, though. I like to believe that it was because then it almost reinforces all those stories we heard about that place, and not that, not that that's good if all that stuff happened. Yeah. But it's almost it's just intriguing that if that type of tragedy happened at one point there, you know, like because mm-hmm. that's not too many places in the country that would have that type of significant. Yeah. experience yeah. to reflect on so i don't know but uh you know we were like 19 at the time and you know so classes began there in 1908 Jeez. that's a long time ago yeah that's like when kennecott or that's die. like when kennecott like first started their operation they built that whole yeah. town just for all their mining families their first class there was 12 freshmen wow and then they, and then they demolished it and I think they demolished it because there was all the okay. ghosts there. This is what I'm going to show you. This is... You have to post, like, this picture. Okay. Yeah, and then can you post this, too? Okay. I'm going to show you guys a story. This is probably one of my scariest experiences. In... And again, you know, it's one of these things where... See this right here? I think this is from the movie. This is... Yeah, Shadow Men. Okay. See that? Yeah. Is that a window? Or what is... That was a TV. So this, this oh. is a white noise TV. 
But in that movie, there's these three shadowed, the just black figures like this. Okay. Creeps me out just looking at this because it reminds me of what really happened. Okay. And again, this is something where, you know, I, at first I didn't like to share this because I felt like it was an experience. It was, it was kind of super creepy, you know? And so I didn't, I didn't feel right sharing it. But I started sharing it. It's like, I look back at it. Now it's been, what, 15, when I get back from Thailand? 2019. Uh, it's been like 16 oh, years or something. Three? Yeah. Okay, so I was on a mission for the Church of Christ Latter-day Saints in Thailand, and I was in um, like northeastern Thailand. So I served a lot of my mission as a proselytizing missionary um, in outside of like Bangkok, like kind of in the countryside. And one of my areas, I was in a house with, um, there's four of us that lived in this house. Because um, we're, you know, we go on companionships. So it was me and my companion, and then there's another companionship. And so we kind of like would, you know, we live in the same house, but then we go kind of different parts of the city and go teach, you know, meet people, whatever. Teach stuff about the church and all that. Here at the Book of Mormon. Okay. Anyway, so we all slept in the same room. So one of the rules as missionaries was, you know, if you're, you're your companion, you have to sleep in the same room. Like, even if you go to the bathroom, like, you don't go to the bathroom with them, but you have to be there with them. You can't just leave them alone because it's like there's something to be said where you have someone with you, like a witness or someone at all times to kind of protect each other. So at nighttime, yeah, we all slept in the same room, and we all had um, beds, um, obviously our own beds, but we're all four in this one room. So all of them were all, you know, kind of almost like in a square, and my bed faced the door. So it was in my, I think it was my last area of my mission, last six months of my mission, and um, our house, we had a really nice house that we all lived in, but it got flooded. The whole town, like, flooded because it was during rainy season. And so we had to move, like, our house, we had to evacuate. We had a boat, and I have a picture of it. I have a boat in my house. I'm rowing a yeah, boat. Yeah, you're in a boat. In, in the kitchen, in house. getting stuff. There's, like, snakes in the water. There's, like, poop. I mean, it's just nasty. Yeah. But, yeah, so we had to evacuate that house to higher ground. And so we found this, kind of like a townhome, but, like, weird. You know, it had, like, four floors, you know, because it was so narrow. And every floor had something. But ours was on the fourth floor, the bedroom. Because on the third floor was like our study rooms where we'd study. On the fourth floor was our bedroom. And it was the only room up on the top fourth floor. So the room had a lot of glass in it. Like, you know, those big glass windows behind my head. And then I faced the door. And the door was like glass. And then there was like windows. It's like these like weird flat, kind of like these, like these slats, but they were glass. And so you could see out into the stairwell. So it was like dark out there. And I had this... My whole mission, I would have this recurring dream. It was super weird. I would have this dream where, like, I would get, like, like a spirit would try to possess my body. And it would never happen, but I kept a dream about it. And I would, like, in my mind, like, okay, how do I, like, get this to stop, you know? And I had that probably three or four times during my mission. And then in my last area, I mean, I remember it was, like, I woke up middle of the night. It was probably, like, 2 a.m. And there is something in medicine called, um, like, hypno, I have to look up the word. There's something, people have described this phenomenon where you wake up or you think you're awake, like hypnagogic sleep or something. I have to look up the term. Where you wake, you think you're awake, but you're actually dreaming. And the people always describe it as you can't move your body, like your body feels heavy. And then you, a lot of times you'll see something. So again, this is why I think well, maybe it really happened or maybe I was dreaming. I don't know. It's kind of you're in the sleep, you're in this sleep wake state like a sleep paralysis yeah, yeah exactly sleep paralysis yes so you kind of wake up you're sleeping but you're kind of not so you're it's almost like your dreams are interacting with your reality and you can't separate the two right 
but I know that exists now and looking back and maybe that's what this was I don't know but I'd had these recurrent dreams where this this thing happened was gonna happen and so I remember I woke up and I was looking around the room and I didn't think that I couldn't move at the time like I didn't wake up and think oh my gosh I can't move I was just laying there and I remember looking at the glass and there's this shadow it looks like this it kind of looked like this actually but longer more slender yeah it's kind of creepy um this black shadow and it looked like that and it was like in the kind like of in the Slenderman. glass yeah like Slenderman. in the glass and it went up the glass up the ceiling like you saw it, it move flat. you mean yeah i like saw it there like not i was standing there it was in front of me like right at the front of my bed i could see it you know for me to like where the the camera is about there and i watched it go up the ceiling like it's flat but it just like went up came along the ceiling and then I don't know what it did, but it, I don't know if it came like tried to come into me or I also just like disappeared. But I felt like it was like trying to take over my body or something. It was crazy. I couldn't move. I couldn't say anything out loud. I remember just like my head's like, oh my gosh, this is not insane. You know, I'm trying to get it out. And then finally, I don't really remember what happened after that. Like I thought like I was able to get it to leave my body or whatever. And then I, I think I fell asleep. Or something. I don't know. So that's why I don't know if this is like a sleep paralysis thing. But dude, it freaked me out so bad. I remember you telling me. It was crazy. That That's probably the most like dramatic ghost, or I don't know if it's a ghost or whatever you call that. But you never had uh, any experiences like that here in the States? Or, like that was just in Thailand? Well, no, I've had other stuff here in the US. We've had, I've had plenty of stuff. But I can show. That's probably the most, but that's the most like, Scary. scary to me because something tried to take over my body, you know, or tried to actually possess me. Or I don't know what you want to call when it. When you said you said you but, saw you you weren't visiting someone and you like saw their body, like, like their yeah, whole, I've seen everything there. change almost like yeah. they got possessed, right? Yeah, in Thailand, you know, they Thai culture. Even my mom, just growing up, my mom has a lot of stories. She tells me she about does. ghosts and spirits and things. And so Thai culture is very much, you know, whether they're in tune with it or they just believe in it, you know, and Maybe you that's think it's part a Thai it. thing or like a Buddhist thing? I don't think it's Buddhist. I think it's, yeah, it's a culture where it's Thai. I mean, Buddhism and Thai is so tied together. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and maybe it's just that like where Buddhism is so prominent there that just in general people are more spiritually awakened than maybe in the uh, U.S. Yeah. And so maybe they're like, you know how they say kids are more likely to encounter spirits and ghosts because like they're more they open don't, yeah, they they're don't more know. open and they don't have like these built-in defense mechanisms that mm-hmm. adults do and so maybe it's something about the thai culture because of the buddhist Could influence be. like yeah, just makes them know. more open to the idea um but yeah so i had yeah i'd seen people that were like literally like physically contorted you know like i was talking to them and they would like physically change their appearance almost they did not look like the same person their voice changed it's freaky to see it sounds like it would be an amazing movie if someone made about like uh, a missionary who went to thailand and, Dude, it's and some crazy just, stuff and didn't i mean come i back. had i remember there was one Ew. person that yeah there was one person that i was talking to them and they said i need to show you something and they go and they open this book and it was like you know probably like 150 pages in this like notebook and everything was in red red pen and it were it was simple it was not thai so he's he's like showing me this stuff. He's like, yeah, when I get you know possessed by spirits, they tell me to write things, dude. 
it looked like some other language. Like it looked like it made some sense because you could see characters that repeated. I have no idea what it was. It wasn't Thai. It wasn't Laotian. It wasn't any like Asian, Southeastern Asian writing, but it was like crazy looking. Hmm. And it was just, I was flipping through it. And I actually, so my companion, we went back to the house. We were telling the other two guys, we actually went, took them back to meet this person because we were just like fascinated by it. And then we realized we probably shouldn't keep going back. So we never went back again. <laughs> but yeah, this whole book full of red. And it was like written the backwards too, because they were showing us. It was written like, you know, I mean, you know, English is left to right. Yeah. Thailand, same thing. But, but um, Arabic right. is the other way. And it wasn't Arabic. You know, I lived in Saudi Arabia. So I like, I can recognize different languages and things. I have no idea what this stuff was. And it looked coherent. Like, it looked like it meant something. I feel like, uh, like people who have said they, uh, you know, get told things like that and write mm -hmm. in some weird language, like Sumerian or something like that, like mm -hmm. some kind of really old language yeah, that could have been. Like, yeah. crazy. people tend to write in. Like, I would love to, like, get a picture of it and, um, you know, show some people who know. We should go back and find this person. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> well, now I got to know, though. So um, when you mentioned like kids are kind of more open to it. So we lived in Monticello, this really small, small town of 2000 people. And I lived there until I was about 11 and my parents owned a pharmacy and a gift shop there. And there was, you would go outside of the pharmacy and there was a flight of really tall stairs that would go above the shop and they owned that space as well. And there was one door that was locked. And none of the keys worked to mm. that one. There was another room that was just destroyed and had like punches through the walls. And it was just creepy and smelly in that room. But me and my friends would always go explore. Um, someone rented an office. And then my mom had like a toll painting room back in the day mm. on the other side. And we would always go up there and run around. But it was always eerie and this like creepy feeling. Well, one time me and my friend opened the door. We went to walk up, and I had seen these people several times. So in Monticello, it's down in southeastern Utah. There's some Indian reservations nearby. There's a lot of Navajo population in that area. And I had seen, like, this tall, skinny Navajo man and this shorter, thicker Navajo man. And they would just sit at, like, the top of the stairs, and I always just thought it was weird. But come to find out, they, they were never... So you saw them? Oh, several times. So you so wait, you're saying they they weren't real? They're not real. Like you you ask somebody like what's up with that tall yeah. dude and that short dude and like what tall dude? And there was one time my I mean, mom was yeah. I asked my mom. I and she was I, like I played that trick on Dakota a couple of times though, so I don't <laughs> No, my mom, you can ask her. She was like you you've seen them? And I was just like, yeah, they're they are there sometimes. She's just like she doesn't really know how to explain it either, but they would have these feelings like they were doing a toll painting class there one night. Just all of a sudden her and there was like two or three other friends just did. They didn't even talk to each other, but they just got this feeling that they needed to get out. They just slowly started or quickly started packing up all their stuff and left. And the last one going down the stairs felt a shove and no one was there. Like they didn't see anybody there. But there was always that one room that was just locked, and everyone just knew not to try to open that door. Like the haunting of Hill House. The yeah, room. it was super creepy. I'll have to have my so, mom. My mom has so many awesome stories too. One thing I've always thought of is, you know, how we perceive our reality, right? So how do we do that? We do it through 
our senses that at least that we think right so our eyes see things smell you know hearing all that right but i was thinking about it and like when you're let's say you're at target or you're out and about and you know you see people like are those people actually physically really some of those people are they there are there Oh, you're saying like, yeah, there could be, there could be ghosts walking around and you don't recognize it. And if you don't recognize, you don't know, you're not going to physically bump into them, but like you may, are there more people around that we see or that we just don't know, right? Like we don't know. They're going about doing their thing, right? We're doing our thing and you notice them in the corner of your eye, but you don't know. You're not going to go physically touch a person (laughs) and be like, are you real? You know, like, I mean, that sounds crazy, but um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think a lot of how we perceive reality is like, there's so much information coming in. But like some of these things like you said, you didn't think anything about it because you just oh, saw these people. But then yeah. you investigate something. I mean, I always had realize... a feeling. I didn't feel comfortable with them there. Yeah. I Sometimes I would open it and if they were sitting there, I would leave. Yeah. And sometimes I would like run past. But I never felt good about them being there. But I don't know if it was. Tiffany, asked... Tiffany has been like so sure that we have a ghost in our house and that we had one in, in our old house. house? Yeah. So we the clock above our um, fireplace, it's fallen off a half dozen times. Really? So before though, I excused that because the nails that I used, they the nails didn't have a lip, right? So like when you're upstairs and the kids are always jumping around, the walls can shake and it can vibrate and slip off the nails. So that's what I thought, right? So this last time, I got these big screws. And I anchored them into the wall so they can't just pull out. And so they have this little lip. And so now the clock sits over this yeah. lip. The only way to pull it off is to, to like, you it. have to lift a little, right? Well, just the other night, sure it enough, fell. at like three in the morning, yeah. hear this clunk. And just one, one side got off the clip and it hit the fireplace. And the other part was still up there. And I'm just like, I don't know okay, how this crazy. one fell off. But I'm like, but it was after Friendsgiving, though. So I'm like, okay, all the kids were playing. So they must have just shook the walls a lot. I don't know. But um, when we were at the old house in West Valley, Tiff always said there was a ghost in the house. I've never felt it, but that she keeps bringing it up about this clock. So it makes me, you know. So my mom, she, she always told me, like, before each of us were born, me and my siblings, she'd always have like a spirit or something, visit her. And she had a distinct spirit visit her before each each of us. This has also happened as people close to her have passed away too. Yeah. I think she's visited her. Yeah. She's like a they, saw them. they have visited yeah, her. Yeah, they visited her before people. The like, people that passed away visited knew. her? The night yeah. they passed before away. Before she they knew vi- they had passed away, she would see these people. Mm-hmm. And then in the All morning, right, she me. would find out they were yeah. passed away. So she just like had a feeling. She His just grandma knew. was one of them. Yeah. She said they're all very calm. Like she says, she sees them. They don't do anything. They just are standing there staring at her. Well, that's how Harry Potter's parents are. Yeah, they're kind of like that. Potter. That's how I picture it. Just kind of stand there, just like they, they don't, don't blink. Know. Spirits that's don't crazy. blink. You, the, the eyes. They don't blink. You, no, the eyes. They don't need to protect their corneas. They don't have corneas or spirits. Yeah, but they don't have to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. That's probably what it is. Why do you got to make ghosts so creepy, Jerry? <laughs> it's the physics of ghosts. Uh, I'm just kidding. Anyway, that's, your mom's like. A medium or something for him. Dude, she yeah. is. Between his mom and my mom, there's some really creepy stories. Good I would ones. love to like in get something grandma. like really solid on video one day, just because like you know that's the crazy thing is like we watch a lot of the ghost stories like on Discovery Channel and stuff, and 
like you see some stuff that you're like, oh, I could explain that way. And then you see some other stuff. You're like, I don't know what other explanation there could be. Yeah. Well, you mentioned being like at Target and like, are all the people real or are we just like, you know, perceiving them or whatever. But I've also, I've experienced kind of the opposite where I've been in a room with not a lot of people and I feel like the room has a lot of people. And like, sometimes it'll be like in kind of a spiritual moment where my eyes are closed and I don't dare to open them because I'm afraid of what I will see. That's happened to me several times. So the room feels so full and you know it's just several people. Yeah, I think, I'm obviously, there's so much you just don't understand, you know, like even the other day, there's like some articles reading, it's talking about, you know, all the laws of physics, they actually think that there's another, oh, I read that. that, yep, isn't that fascinating, this guy's like, in, um, in Europe somewhere, right, or Belgium, yeah, Belgium, yeah, yeah, and they're trying to, I mean, it's fascinating, the stuff, the way, trying, yeah, they said it's another, for, matter, it's a, it's a fifth force, fifth force, yeah, fifth force, so and they're trying to connect dark it's like matter, gravity being one matter. force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically they said it's the force that makes up dark matter. Yeah, they think. which is yeah. super cool. I mean, it just shows that we really don't understand much at all of anything. We have a lot of you know. We know. Well, they, a lot, said, but... they said they uh, said I think Einstein theorized about this force, mm-hmm. but could never prove right. it. But now they've. Uh, I had a hard time understanding the test that they were running, yeah. but that they've done multiple multiple mm-hmm. tests with different elements yeah. periodic elements and it's uh it's proven out to yeah. like mm. have the same thing every time that kind of proves this new force oh. Pretty so cool. it's like yeah it's it makes you wonder like what what are what we're going to know about this world in mm-hmm. 100 200 300 years we're still around well, not, i'm not, not us be. physically i'm just saying humans in general <laughs> Anyway, well, that okay. There's so many stories we could share. Um, I, I guess it would be cool to have people send stuff in, and we can do an updated or follow up podcast and share other people's stories. Maybe you have to on. talk about the our first anniversary, and then we can end. Okay. Yeah, I think did do we share this the other day on the Instagram? No. Oh yeah, this is awesome. Okay, this is the last I story. I thought you were saving it for this. That's why I reminded you. This is so good. Okay. And, you know, the funny thing is Mindy and I both witnessed this. So it's mm-hmm. not like we're making this up because we were together. Okay. It was our first anniversary. Mm-hmm. So I thought, hey, let's go to the anniversary inn. So they have like themed rooms, you know, it's like jungle room. This is weird stuff. But the one we went to was, it's, it's like a southern. On, is it South Temple uh-huh. downtown? So we lived, I was at the University of Utah. Mindy was working. I was in school and working and we lived downtown up by the University of Utah. And so the anniversary inn was not too far away, no, like a mile or two away from where we lived. And we we're like, well, let's go spend a night there. For there was our one first closer to our house. Yeah, this but that one was that in one like an old creepy. jail. And so yeah. we, were, we opted to not go there. That one was supposedly haunted. We're like, okay. So we go to this other one and we're like in the Savannah room. Or I don't remember what the theme was yeah, something or like something. Southern, uh, I don't like, know. So, I don't know. It was available. So it's not big. It's like, a, it's like a single old home that they converted each of the rooms into some you know, bedroom. So it's yeah, not I think big. we we stayed at that one for our um, wedding night. Bro. Not not in that room. I don't Bro. remember which room we had, but okay. we stayed at that location. So I'll never stay there the again. the Masonic Temple. Yeah. Anyway, so we arrived Temple, there but... that evening. We're in our room. We're chilling. And our, you know, just to describe the room. So like if we're, the headboard is behind us. Let's say this, I'm like in the bed. Straight ahead is 
a door into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the bathroom is a tub. There's like, you know, like whatever. But it's not huge, but the, no, it's nice. Kind of a hallway bathroom, like yeah, long and thin. Like, yeah. And then above it, kind of weirdly enough, above the door is a TV. Is back like a big shelf. A shelf and a, a TV, like a big TV. box TV with a DVD player. And then below, kind of that to the left was um, the door to get out. And then to the left of us on the bed against the wall here along the side was a double door closet. And then to the right was like a window to outside. So anyway, we're sitting there watching, what were we watching? Some DVD. I don't know. Well, so, I don't know, some movie. It's like 10, 11 p.m. I don't know, we're watching it. And it was kind of creepy because it was dark in the bathroom. So we had closed the bathroom door. I just don't like to be staring into darkness while we're doing something. You know, it's just creepy. We had that door closed, and we're sitting there watching this movie. All of a sudden, we both, like, whatever caught our attention, I don't know, but we looked down at the door below the TV. Mm-hmm. We both looked down at the same time. And I'm looking at the doorknob, and I see it turn. We both did. Yeah. It completely turns, clicks, and goes flying open. Like, that way. Into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I'm getting chills talking about this. I would have immediately left that hotel. Dude. So the first. <laughs> thought i had was we're about to get robbed or murdered i thought someone's gonna come out of the bathroom and just like attack us yeah because i'm like okay no one is gonna violently open a door that way without having some bad intention right my first thought or was somebody Chris like surprise you know <laughs> yeah so two thoughts but i was like frozen i couldn't he move. was frozen and so mindy in the bed. so i get up yeah mindy and go up. into the dark so i went behind her bathroom. i went behind her okay yeah <laughs> and this mindy, isn't mindy the first time so. Yeah, we that's go in not there. the first so time. The next thought I'm trying to reason is, okay, well, first off, let's go pee because if someone's in here, they're going to kill us. Well, Mindy, and then maybe me. No, I'm just kidding. But we go in there, and there's no one, mm-hmm. for one. And then I'm like, well, maybe there's a draft or something, or maybe the windows, there's a window in there, and the window's shut. There's no, like, I mean, there's no, like, central air. This thing's, like, 1908 or 1840. Who knows when this we pulled built. the door shut and tried to we push it. We tried to it. mimic what? We, we literally saw it click and open. We, yeah, we couldn't. Figure it out. Like, there's yeah. no way, like, physically that could happen. So now we're just freaked out because we're just like, what is going on in this place? This is creepy. But we didn't leave. We're just like, well, we paid to stay here. I mean, this is like, <laughs> sounds like a stupid movie, right? Like, all these guys are idiots. So we stay there anyway, but we could not sleep. No, it took us a long time. So I think we, we watched a lot of like Disney, Disney Channel stuff. Yeah. to try and lighten the mood and like Dude. a bunch of Hannah Montana that we didn't need to watch but would relieve our brains. Yeah. So then, you know, we're watching TV. Finally, it's probably like 2, 3 a.m. We fall. We both fall asleep. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's so late. But then we wake up at, what, maybe 4 We both five. woke up we at like We both woke up at the same time. I think we slept the lights on, too. No. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure the lights were on. We did. Maybe a I know why. Yeah. Because we woke up at the same time. We look. I look over to my left because I was sleeping on the side of the closet. Dude, the double door closets which have been shut. The doors were wide freaking open. And, and you touching the bed. They opened into the bed, so you couldn't yeah. fully swing them all the way open because the bed was all in the way, way open. But they were like at the bed, like someone had opened it from the inside. Or so there was I mean, like a mini in fridge it. in the closet They're inside the house. <laughs> we had like Dude. a mini fridge in the closet, and we had put like some cheesecake in there from our dinner. Did we even leave it. We're like, I we, yeah. We at, when we saw Dude. the closet doors open, we were we out. left. Yeah, it was like at five three in the morning. We. Peaced out. Yeah. We're like, no did you, way. Did you go talk to the front desk or no, anything? No, there was no one there. It was like there was no so one the front early desk. in the we morning. We left. Yeah, they were, who knows. 
Yeah. So creepy. I think now it makes me want to go check out that room. I know. I'll, hopefully Tiff doesn't watch this episode. Because then I'm going to... Su- no, because she wouldn't want to go. Oh. <laughs> so I'm just going to go surprise her. I'm like, guess what we're going to go stay at the go anniversary inn? Good luck. You and the girlfriend are going to go stay at this. <laughs> Girls night out. Dude. I'm telling you. That, yeah, it was, so that was. And you know what's yeah. funny is, is Chris is listening to this right now, laughing so hard because he's like, "I got away with it. I, know. I got away with." See, it. I told you. If anything, <laughs> I thought Chris was going to jump out at us. <laughs> That'd be dedication. What were you going to say? Well, we chose that one because we thought the other one was, was haunted. Yeah, we had yeah, heard stories. Obviously, of this one was haunted. Yeah, <laughs> we chose wrong. I wonder if it's like, I know a lot of people say like spirits follow specific people. So it's not even necessarily all the, always a location is haunted. Like sometimes it's just you. Yeah. Maybe your ghost maybe, from West Valley followed you. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, well, I, that's what Tiff thinks for sure. But like maybe you brought something back from Thailand. Yeah. yeah I, don't think they, I don't think they like the 24 hour flight, to be honest. <laughs> they don't have to fly. Though. They just like blink their eyes and they're in the new, new they don't place. Have eyes, bro. They don't blink, remember? Well, they do when they want to travel. Okay. <laughs> well, now we're not going to sleep at all tonight. We're going to watch a lot of Disney Plus. I'm just kidding. Just going to be like, why do you have all the lights? I on? have several other stories, but we don't have time to share it. But yeah, uh, maybe we'll do another follow up. If you guys like this episode, this like this. This is a fun subscribe. way to uh, get back into the groove here. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was fun. We talked about boards, we talked about ghosts and hauntings. I need um, to get some guests again. Yeah, we'll have to talk to the guests we had lined up. Yeah, Yeah. so we'll get them back on here. We'll start announcing those. We have some awesome people. It's getting into the Um, holidays, so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what we can get arranged. Yeah. Crazy bit time. But yeah, I think that's about to run out. Did it run out? Yeah, I think it's It's fine. Oh, the front so, one's going. So anyway, you guys, thanks for tuning in today. I know this was our, you know, this is, we're calling this officially season two of Chit Chow Chitty MD. I think we've been gone for like two months. Two months. We took a two month break. For my boards, for Are we going to be stuff. able to like section it off on, you know, like if you listen to a podcast and they have a season two? Yeah, so oh, uh, when, when, fancy. Yeah, when, I, when I was doing all the other ones, I had labeled it season one. Yeah. Well, look at you. So we're excited, we're you guys. For um, I think we have a lot of big things coming this year in 2020. So please stay tuned. We'll be announcing new things as they come. Um, everything from changes in my practice to TV shows, to other things that are coming up and in the works. Um, It's a lot of big stuff this next year. So we're really excited. We really appreciate you guys for subscribing, for watching, wasting your time watching us. And you're almost Um, still at 10,000. So yeah, we're almost at 10 followers. That that promotion. Yeah. So we have a giveaway. AirPod Pros, you know, so if you have an iPhone or unfortunately an Android device, um, you can still use them. But, you know, these are the new... The Bluetooth or the wireless AirPods made by Apple, but they have the noise canceling in them and they have the earpieces that fit so you can change it. And they have this pretty cool, like uh, they call it transparency mode where you can be listening to music. You can hear the ambient sounds around you. You can hear the sound around you. It's pretty cool. Um, Anyway, they're really nice and we're giving those away. So as soon as we hit 10K followers and a ton of you tagged, liked your friends, commented. So that's all being tallied going to go into a random number I think generator. you're like 900, um, 900 subscribers away from yeah we're, from the we're 10, getting close. Thousand. yeah it's like it's this, like we nine like, nine thousand seventy three yeah, is what i looked at tonight so hopefully by the i was hoping by january 2020 so my goal at the beginning of 2019 was to be at ten thousand followers 
And we are so close. And you need to subscribe to the Chit Chat Instagram account in order to qualify yeah. for this. So he has 9,000 something followers, yet we only have 900 on Chit Chat Instagram. So uh, that means only 900 possible winners it's right true. now. You so if you've entered and you're one of those 900, you have a pretty good chance. Good. And if you haven't followed Chit Chat Instagram, then you're missing out. Yep. So again, this is not through Instagram or anything else. Um, but yeah, so we're excited to give that away. I'm, I mean, we're dying to. I'd love to give that away. So as soon as we get there, we're going to announce the winner. So anyway, thanks for tuning in, you guys. We're going to have another episode next week. We're going to do this every Monday now. So Mondays instead of Fridays. Yep. Yeah. So I think that'll work Well, better. we're going to be filming this whenever Jerry has time. <laughs> But it's going to be available to watch and listen to every Monday. Yeah, we make time. We make time again. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to Chit Chat with Chitty. This is Jerry Chittister, Chittister MD, uh, Dr. Jerry Chittister, (laughs) a.k.a. TikTok master. Oh, my goodness. Just kidding, not. Terry Tiddler, the TikTok master. Terry Tiddler, the TikTok wizard? Master. Master. we got to come up with another. Another alliteration. Just TikTok Terry. TikTok with Terry Tiddler. Ooh, I like it. Anyways, you guys, follow me on TikTok. It's Chittister MD. Um, and let's do some duets. So if you're like down for dancing and doing weird stuff like me when you're bored, um, go ahead and do a duet with me. Find one of your favorite ones on there and see if you can. Uh, let's do it. All right. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. Thanks. MD. Chit chat with Chitty, Chittister MD, specialized in hand anesthetic surgery, kick start my day, grab some Thai food on the way, call me the taste of surgeon as you watch me stuff my face, rocket Jordans with my suit, I'm a true gentleman, BMW matted black, used to ride a minivan, augment reality, upsize and get a lift, give that nose a job if you really need to see it shift, got them wrinkles running scared, kill them with some Botox, keep your face looking fresh like my 50 pairs of shocks. Shy town, Saudi Arabia, high school, college, FAU Loma Linda, USC, back to Utah, round two Not just simply tight, like some creamer, I'm half and half Watch me drop it like it's hot, when you really need to laugh Seven finger, tummy tuck, everything in between Hit me up on Instagram, create reality from a dream Chit, chat, chit, chat with Chitty Chit, chat, chit, chat with Chitty Chit, chat, chit, chat with Chitty Chit, chat with Chitty Chit, chat with Chitty, sir, MD